on, yeah? Okay, this morning we are here for the last time for about six weeks and so, my wife and I. And on Wednesday we are going to Germany. We are going to England and visiting also our dear pastor, uh, um, Mark Mullum, who, who is known to us here. And then I am going also to Sweden. And so I am traveling also a little bit through Germany. And the uh, Lord willing, I will preach there as well. So, uh, this morning I want to continue with my series. Anybody knows the series I'm preaching about uh, for a number of uh, weeks and months? The Life and Ministry of Jesus Christ, part 97. So, I didn't think that I'd get that far, because um, the life of Jesus Christ is so wonderful. And the more you look into it, the more you discover and find. Amen? Hallelujah. So I didn't think that I could preach <coughs> so long about Jesus. But Jesus is wonderful. Hallelujah. I remember when I came from Bible college and it was hard for me to at least to get one sermon together. And then uh, so I thought, well, there would be something as a pastor preaching every Sunday morning. And you can't preach always the same, can you? No, you have to change and have to something receive something from the Lord. And this morning I want to preach on uh, the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Is there a resurrection? Yes or no? Is there a resurrection? Hallelujah. And let's read from Luke chapter 20, the verses 27 to 38. I hope that later on you get all the... Oh yes, all here on the overhead. And so... Let's read now from Luke 20, 27 to 38. Now there came to him some of the Sadducees who said that there is no resurrection. And they questioned him, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, having a wife, and um, he is childless, his brother should marry the wife and raise up children to his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the seven took a wife and died childless. And the second, or the first, took, and then the second, and the third married her. And in the same way, all seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died also. In the resurrection, and now comes the clue, these uh, Sadducees, they didn't believe in the resurrection. And they thought they can smarten out Jesus. You never ever can smart out Jesus, can you? No way. God is the wisdom of all. Hallelujah. In the resurrection, therefore, which one's wife will she be? For all seven had married her. And Jesus said to him, The sons of this age marry and are given in marriage. And those who are considered worthy to attain to the age and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are they given in marriage. For they cannot even die anymore. Did you understand it? And it makes it very clearly. Marriage is what they're for. Because people die. And that's why it has to be filled up and we have to have children. 
That's why children are a gift of the Lord. Amen? Psalm 127, very clearly. But that, that, that race, even Moses showed in the passage about the burning bush, where he calls the Lord, the God of Abram and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. Now, he is not the Lord of the dead, but of the living for all live to him. Some of the scribes answered and said, Teacher, you have well spoken. Thumbs up for Jesus. Teacher, you have well spoken. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And I pray this morning that your spirit might inspire our hearts. That you understand, O Lord, what you have prepared for those who love you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And I thank you for your word. Your word is so truthful, Lord. Your word is the truth. Hallelujah. And I thank you that we can read your word and believe your word. Hallelujah. I pray, bless, Lord, your word. Lord, I pray that you may bless me as I speak your word. I pray also give grace to listen to your word and also give grace to act up on your wonderful, glorious word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now we have got our dear brother James and his fiancée here. Now get up, you two people. Get up. Get up. And let's, uh, let's give them a nice clap. You know, praise the Lord. In order that you know what happened last... Thank you very much. God bless you. In order that you know what happened last Sunday, we had actually the, the father of what is your name again? Sarah, the father of Sarah here. You know, uh, Simon who preached here? Yes? Then you know where he belongs to, where she belongs to. Praise the Lord. We had a wonderful time. And I think what he preached was so good. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's uh, look into the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Is there a resurrection? In the previous section of the scripture, we spoke about and we read about that the Pharisees had a query with Jesus and they had something uh, thought about because they wanted to catch Jesus in one moment where they could turn around and accuse Jesus in any way. Now it was the time for the Sadducees. And they thought, well, if they had to go at Jesus, we want to have a go at Jesus too. And they tried to have a go or to have a go at Jesus. And they, they didn't believe in the resurrection, the Bible says this very clearly. They wanted to outsmart Jesus. Pastor Gary, I tell you what, you and I. And let's take our dear brother Sam too as a Greekologist. We can't outsmart God at all. Can we, do you reckon? Could we? No. And so these couldn't outsmart Jesus either. They had a fine, invented story. There were seven brothers, and of course the Bible says that if a, fa a brother dies and has got no children, the next in line should marry this lady, and then should have children with her. And it was, so t all seven went through, 
and got through the same marriage, and none had any children. Now at the resurrection, there was a clue they thought about. Jesus, now, I know you believe in marriage just one, you know, only one wife or one husband in a marriage. And now they all, there were seven, and they all had the same woman as their wife. Now, in the resurrection, whose wife is she going to be? Is she for one age, the first one, and then the second and so on? That's my thought now. And Jesus said, no. And Jesus gives us an answer. And they thought that they could catch Jesus somehow. Either they wanted to make uh, Moses to look stupid, or they wanted to get Jesus to a point where, because um, I don't know. No, Jesus knows everything, amen? There's never any situation where God must, must say, I don't know. Or Jesus could say, should say, I don't know. He has the answer, amen? Hallelujah. And all the wisdom is in Jesus Christ. Now, God's word is always true. Romans chapter 3, verse 4, it says, that, May it never be, rather... Let God be found true through even that he made, but men might find him to be true. And all men should be liars, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail in your judging. Even when God judges, he is right. He is never wrong. Amen. Now, there were some people had some ideas about the teachings of afterlife. Ecclesiastic, it says something, chapter 3, verse 11. He has put everything appropriate in its time. He has set eternity in the heart. So, man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. God has placed eternity into the hearts of people. Somehow everybody, and you will find it in every, every kind of religion in this world, there is this notion of eternity. There is something when a person dies here, something happened to this person. Now, what has happened to the person? And Jesus gives us the clear answer. And the Bible has the answer. Hallelujah. And it's not so that we must say, like Hobbes says one day, when he was in, in England, and he said, well, at the end, when he was close to die, I'm going to make a big jump into something. He didn't know where he was going to. Do you know where are you going? And that's also something we have to know. Where are we going? What has happened if we breathe our last here on this earth? In every human being there is this notion, there is something. And it's not the case when you have breathed your last and exhaled your last breath. That is just all over. No, it's not all over. The Bible teaches very clearly, it's not all over. 
Now we see that even the old Egyptians, they gave their royalties in their sagu parks, you know, uh, some grains of, of wheat in order that they might not be hungry in the afterlife, as they called it. Now there's a horrible fear in people, a horrible fear at the point of death. A question is rotating in their mind over and over and over again. What next? What is coming next? What is coming next? Oh, we as young people, we don't think about it. But if you get older, then there is something we have to think about it. And if your future is not being right with God, then you have fear in your life. And everybody has fear and knows when I breathe my last, where does it go now? Where am I going? And that's so important. We have to understand very clearly. Now the atheists wish there is nothing. That's what atheists say. There is nothing. You know, if I die, where do I go? Six foot down or eight foot. I don't know how deep you do No, that's just your body goes there. Atheists think and believe and they wish there is nothing. There is no higher authority to me. There is no staring into the eyes of a judge of the whole universe. That's what they wished. That's why they are actually denying God. But there is a judgment coming. The Bible says, it is appointed to man to die once. And after that, judgment. And that's why it's important that our life is right with God. You remember a couple of years ago, when the richest man of Australia, I think it was then, Carrie Pecker. Anybody heard of a, about Carrie Pecker? When he died. And then there was a Chinese Dr. Chan in Sydney. And he brought him back to life again. And then he was bombarded. What did you see in the time when you were dead? And his answer were these. The sad thing is, there is no heaven. The good thing is, there is no hell either. Don't take these words of Carrie Packer for the gospel. Take the words of Jesus for the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's the gospel. Gospel can only come from the source of truth who Jesus is. Amen. Hallelujah. Take the word of Jesus for the gospel. Jesus always spoke eternity centered. Did you know that? It was not just that he, that he gave a nice suggestion how to live in a life that is full of, uh, full of uh, hardship. No, no. He spoke about things pertaining for eternity. And that's why it's important we can take the word of Jesus for the gospel. We must. Paul, when he was on the Areopagus in Athens, in Acts chapter 17, verse 31. Can you have it here? Yes. Does it work here? Oh, yes. It's there. Because he has fixed a day 
in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof that all men be raised to all. This proof was to all men that God raised him from the dead. And we know this raising from the dead caused a little bit of a commotion amongst the Greek there. Now it's very interesting. And here the Bible says that all will stand one day before God. They will be judged. Now, what are the teachings about some religions? And everybody has thought about uh, eternity. Now, Hinduism teaches reincarnation. That means every human being after he or she died comes into a recycling bin. And from there, the person is going to be recycled again and they call it uh, reincarnation. And people think, well, in my next life, there will be no next life. Your life must be here with God in, in order. And some people have idea, in the next life, I will be better off. You know, what does actually Hinduism teach? In the next life, you will recycle perhaps for a cow or a rat. Either of these things you could be, or a monkey or whatever, I don't know. But, the Bible says clearly, there is a resurrection. And everybody has to stand before God one day. You know, Mormons teach, women will be eternally pregnant, producing spirit baby. Most of the women don't want to go to heaven where that is happening. Now, what did Mormon teach? And, I'm reading the book from Bernie, Dr. Bernie Power. And he spoke about very clearly about these things. Mormon taught about afterlife in paradise. And that's a typical man's religion. Catering for the sensual lust of a man. That's all what it's all about. Paradise for the moment. And those who have died as a martyr, they get 72, 72 virgins in paradise. What are you going to do with all of them? Feed them, 72 virgins to feed them. That's the concept of theirs. But the Bible says very clearly. And the other thing, women, I tell you what, never become a Muslim. Why? Mohammed once looked into hell and he said, most of the inhabitants of hell are women. That's his philosophy. But the Bible says something different. And now here were the Sadducees. The Sadducees at the time of Jesus, they were a conservative political, a priestly party. And it said perhaps, they go back into the time of David, of the priest Zadok. So, they goes back to them, to him. And that's why they called him Sadducee. 
And they were the liberals, uh, liberal theologians of the day. They denied the miracles, they denied angels, they denied everything what the Bible said, they denied even the resurrection. And now they came with this question, and they wanted to catch Jesus. What does Jesus say? Because their teaching was, there is no resurrection. And Jesus spoke about resurrection. And the Pharisees also spoke about, and I could imagine, I could imagine, when the, the Pharisees came to Jesus, and the Pharisees saw it. He said, come on, come on. Now there's something interesting. Let's see what Jesus is coming up with an answer for the Sadducees. And you could imagine all the Pharisees were there too. They were there too. What is Jesus saying? And Jesus said very clearly, because they came to Jesus with his so-called liberals, uh, Marriage. That means it's the marriage of marrying your husband or your brother's wife. And the word comes from the Latin. That means brother-in-law. And so we read this in Deuteronomy chapter 25, the verses 5 to 6. And we have got it on the overhead as well. And let's read what the Bible says. Yes, Deuteronomy 25. When brothers live together and one of them dies, and has no son, the wife of the deceased shall not be married outside the family to a strange, strange man. His husband's brother shall go into her and take her to himself as wife and perform the duty of a husband's brother to her. It shall be that the firstborn whom she bears shall assume the name of his dead brother, so that his name will not be blotted out from Israel. That was the whole thought. And they brought this to, to Jesus. What is Jesus saying to it? Now I tell you what, false teachers have scriptures very quickly at, at their hand. And I tell you what, when you get visitors from the JWs. Anybody knows what it means, JWs? I had them sometimes at the door. And their favorite scripture is this. Listen. Because they don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. They don't believe in a trinity. And their favorite scripture, listen, is this here. Colossians chapter 1.15. And he has the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. Jesus is just a creation. He is not the Son of God. And you could think, well, if you don't know the Bible, it's the firstborn of the creation. It means the first creation is Jesus. 
and so they deny the Trinity, they deny that Jesus is God. And we know Jesus is God. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you don't believe that Jesus is God, you don't believe in Jesus at all, and you can't believe in Him. If He just was a man. But He was God in the flesh. Now these scriptures, they have very quickly prepared. I had some people on my door too, and never get nasty to the JWS. Don't get nasty. Some people think, well, oh, well they bring the wrong teaching if you have to give them. And, oh, be, don't be nasty. Be like Jesus and tell them. Tell them. And if you know the Bible in John chapter 1, verse 18, there's a scripture. Who knows that scripture? Who knows that? Yes. Yes. No one has seen God, but only, and it says in some Bibles, the only begotten Son, but in the Greek it says, the only begotten God. Jesus is God. But only begotten God, and He has declared this to us. And I brought the scripture to the, to the man. He couldn't say anything. He couldn't say anything. Because the Bible says very clearly here that He is the only begotten God. God in the flesh. Now they invented a story, and the story is clear. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will she be? A good question. What would you say? What would you say? And the Pharisees were around Jesus too. They realized that Jesus is handling a very, very precarious matter with the Sadducees. And I could imagine Nathaniel, one of the Pharisees, said, Come here, come here, come here. Now you have to listen what Jesus is answering. Come on. Listen. And they were listening. And what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? We read it very clearly in Mark 12, verse 24. Jesus said to them, Is it not the reason you are mistaken that you do not know or do not understand the Scripture nor the power of God? They thought and know the scripture, but they only had the Pentateuch. That means the first five books of Moses. We in German, we don't say Genesis or Exodus. We say the first book of Moses, second book of Moses, third book of Moses, fourth book of Moses, and the fifth book of Moses. And they only believe in the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. And they thought there's nothing written about it. And Jesus says, well, you don't understand the Scriptures. You want to be so intelligent, you don't know the Scriptures, and neither do you know the power of God. When God speaks a word, everybody stands there in a moment. And when God says, come back, children of man, as Moses says in Psalm 90, then we have to stand, and we're standing before God. Then, whether you like it or not, you will stand before God. 
That's what Jesus says. You don't know the scripture, nor do you know the power of God. Nor do you know the power of God. And Jesus made it very clear and interesting. He made a distinction between this age and the age to come. In Greek we have this word, Ion, that means age. And Jesus says, the sons of this Aeon, or age, marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy to attain the age and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Why not? Why is there no marriage in heaven? Why not? And Jesus gives the answer afterwards. For they cannot even die anymore. So there's no replacement for mom and dad in heaven. They don't die in heaven. Hallelujah. Ella, in heaven you and I will never die. Hallelujah. And we don't need any replacement. Hallelujah. But because we are like angels. And now we have to watch very carefully. Anybody went through a cemetery? Anybody in your life? Yeah? And you will see something on a grave headstone. Something, little babies with little stumpy wings. Have you seen that? Yeah? That's not what we are going to be. And some people, when it comes to eternity, they become so hopelessly naive. So hopelessly incurable naive. Nobody can do anything against them. Neither you. And I've watched sometimes when celebrities you call them like that, yeah? Celebrities. These are people who are very uh, famous in the world. And if they died, and when there's a funeral, and then they have to become a, at least a little bit religious, the whole life long, they didn't believe in God at all. But then, the children, they have to say something at the funeral. And what do they say often? I've observed it. It's a man. Mom, if you see me up there, you know, I want to tell you, you were such a good mom. And tears running over. No way. No way. We are not going to be angels with little stumpy wings. No. We are redeemed of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And we will rejoice in the Lord. And I tell you what, this song, the New Jerusalem, I could like to play, like, play it again, again and again. And we're going to sing it after I finish preaching. Hallelujah. Are you going to come with me? The New Jerusalem. And I tell you what, the guys next to me, you, you see them, yeah? They like it. And we played it once in the church here or was it in our practice and the guy said it's fun playing the music you know what it means it's joy 
because it's wonderful. The new Jerusalem doesn't need any little babies with stumpy wings. No. New Jerusalem will be occupied by those who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Now we see Jesus speaking about here something very interesting. And I could imagine the Greek people over there, they think hopefully Pastor Werner will mention this. I will. Jesus didn't speak about a general resurrection back to this physical life. There's a term in Greek, tes anastasion, tes ek nekron. You know what it means? It's a resurrection out of the death. Out of death. Resurrection into life. And the Bible speaks of revelation. That's the first resurrection. Blessed is he who is partaking at the first resurrection. Hallelujah. And that's the resurrection unto life. And over those, the second death has got no right anymore. Amen. That's why we will not die in heaven. That's why we don't need children in heaven. That's why we are like angels. We live forever in the presence of God. And that's why it's very important to understand angels are genderless. That's what it's all about. I never heard of an angel getting a little baby. Angel baby. Have you ever read in the Bible there was there was an angel's funeral because somebody died and new little angels had to be born? Have you read about it? No. Simple as that. So that means, in other words, marriage will not continue into eternity. Hallelujah. That's why make your best about marriage here on earth. Amen? There's no second chance in eternity. So all eternity, I will be having perhaps a better marriage. No, no. Make your best here. And be to your husband or wife the best husband or best wife you ever could be. Very simple. Isn't it? Simple preaching. Simple. I'm a simple, simple person. And I like simple preaching. Hallelujah. If you only have got one chance, make the best out of it. And all you women should say, Amen. Yes. And all your husband, make the best out of your marriage. Bless your wife with love and with everything the Lord can give you. Now Jesus resurrected three people in the New Testament back to this age. Yes? Back to this age. They died, of course, again. And that there, there was Jerry's daughter, the young lad in the city of Nine, and Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha. You know, They were resurrected and they came back to this life. But here the Bible speaks about a life. Resurrected into a life. Where flesh and blood cannot enter. Aha. Uh-huh. 
And that's the resurrection out of the dead. The resurrection to eternal life. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 50, Bible says, Now I say this, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. You understand? Paul makes it clear. In the resurrection, there is a change. We are not having a body of flesh and blood that wants to marry. Now, these two people here, I welcome this morning, they have a mind to marry one day. Is that right? Yes? Should I ask you, uh, who, who believes that they are going to marry? If you still be healthy. I believe they are going to be married one day. Is that right, Sarah? Yes? And you are looking for a day forward, yes? So did I. Hallelujah. Because you are still flesh and blood now. But this flesh and blood will not inherit eternal life. In heaven, we have got a different body. Hallelujah. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you read it, then your eyes are being opened. You will be having a new body. Hallelujah. This body of flesh and blood longs for marriage. Fair enough. I'm married too. And it's good to be married. Hallelujah. And the longer we are married, the better we love each other. Amen? At least from my side. What about you, Ella? Yeah? Okay. Hallelujah. We see here very clearly what the Bible says. Flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, sons of the resurrections are also being called sons of God. Because we are going to be like angels and we are sons of God being sons of the resurrection, a new body. Hallelujah. And Paul goes through in 1 Corinthians 15. Read it, read it and study. There are all sorts of different bodies. You know, the animals have a different body, different flesh. The fish a different body, different flesh. And also he speaks about even, even the suns, uh, even the, the stars have different glory and shine differently. Different body. But we are getting a body that will never be tired. Hallelujah. No funeral in heaven. Hallelujah. It's a good pastor, Gary. You never have to, have a, to hold a funeral in heaven. We are all living for eternity. Hallelujah. And that's why, have you never thought about Jesus? And when Jesus finished his teaching, the Pharisees came to Jesus. Jesus comes up, good on you. Good on you. Master, you have good spoken. Because in this regard, they were on one page with Jesus. But I tell you what, there is reasons for the resurrection and Jesus is answering the Sadducees on their own turf. They only believed in the 
five books of Moses, which were what? First Moses, second Moses, third Moses, fourth and fifth Moses. You know, and later on we put some Latin names to it. Genesis and then Exodus and Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Yes? But actually originally was five books of Moses. That's how I learned that. And Jesus comes on their turf, on their theological turf. And said, have you never heard about Moses at the burning bush? And God called himself, I am the God of Abraham. If it should have been, if Abraham and, and Isaac and Jacob were dead, then he should have said, I was the God of Abraham. And I was the God of Isaac. And I was the God of Jacob. But I am. That means on the other side, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are alive. Hallelujah. They are alive. And they didn't think about that. So Jesus answered their question on their own home turf, as we say it this way. I am. Hallelujah, Jesus said. Amen? Can you understand now? Who wants to go to heaven? Hallelujah, I. Hallelujah. And if you want to go to heaven, you both make the most you can do of your marriage here on earth. And be happy. Make each other happy. In heaven, we will have no chance to marry it will far, far better than just marriage. Far, far better. Hallelujah. We are in the glory of God. Now, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the resurrection that we will be living with you in eternity forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all stand. And I've got two wishes this morning. And I asked uh, the brethren to pray for us, for Ella and myself, when we go to Germany for protection of the Lord.